Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! Michel moaned, stuttering, and I whimpered when he came inside me, flooding me with warmth. He and Galen placed my, me gently back down, and I pulled off of Reese with a gasp, stroking my saliva down his shaft. He whined and turned to look at Galen, rumbling frantically in askance. Galen laughed and nodded, and Reese scrambled into place between my legs. I smiled at him and cupped his face and held him as he entered me. Reese was by far the sweetest, at least in regard to this expression of love, and I felt his gentleness like the heat of warm stones beneath my bed instead of the blazing, passionate fire Michel and Galen conjured in me. Neil. Yes. That's a confusing number of names and body parts. Yeah, it is. Also, like, this is a dumb thing to be upset about. Um, that is not the right use of the word askance. <laughs> and askance, <laughs> askance does not need a preposition. Anyway. <laughs> it's not really a look I want given to me during sex. Right? Right. <laughs> I'm practicing my askance look. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's that's what I that's the sound that I make when I'm suspicious of someone. <laughs> hey Claire. <laughs> yes, oh, we got the sillies today. We gotta do a podcast. We do, we do. <laughs> And if the listeners knew the game that we'd been playing leading up to this recording, goodness gracious. Okay, let's get to it. I have to take this very seriously. This is my serious voice and my serious accent. It's almost transatlantic, but poor. Um, not poor as in it, not a lot of money, but just a poor transatlantic accent. Um, I picked books. Oh no, we have to. Hi, I'm Neil. <laughs> And this is FMK Lit. Where we read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. If we get around to it. Um, <laughs> also, all the, all the spoilers. We're going to spoil the shit out of these books. Uh, yes. So if you don't like spoilers, then you should just buy these books, go read them, and then come back and talk to us. Yeah. If you have come here for a serious, non-spoiler discussion of Clutch, Forbidden Desires, book one, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Why do you want that? Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Go read the book and come back. Go read the book and come back. Um, I picked books. You did. You did. Tell the, us what books you picked. The books I picked were Captured by the Dragons, Paranormal Mating Reverse Harem Romance by Lily Wilder, and Clutch, Forbidden Desires, book one by Piper Scott and Virginia Kelly. Yeah, it took two people to write the book. It <laughs> did. did. Uh... We say that I looked out of curiosity. Clutch Forbidden Desires Book One is the first book in an eight book series, so they're having fun, those two. Yeah. Good for them. Um and the theme the theme was dragons. 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 And then uh just for funsies we have a reverse harem book and an embrake book. 
So, we got some things to talk about. But before we get into it, Claire. Yes. What's got you hot and bothered? Oh, man. Um, I don't know if our listeners can tell, but this is a weird week. We're having a weird one. Um, it is a Friday. We normally... A little peek behind the scenes here. We normally do recordings on a Saturday or Sunday where we have plenty of time to kind of shake off our week. <laughs> but Claire needed for scheduling reasons to move the, t- the day and... Oh boy, are we not in the correct mind space. So hold on to your butts. This is going to be a weird one. In addition to that, Christine is currently in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> it's right outside. It's, there's, there's a tornado Christi- warning. Christine is also drinking a beer and she thought, Claire was like, Christine's in the middle of a beer. So she like held up the beer. And then Claire was like, middle of a hurricane. And Christine was like, oh, yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> folks, folks, we're Ooh. on it today. <laughs> you know what, though? This is a good mood to be in for these books. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And that's honestly, it's like just personal life update. Is my hot and bothered? we're having a weird one (laughs) i mean there's all kinds of stuff happening in the news um this is the week that wife guys were having a having a thing where i don't know if anybody follows the try guys but you know they had a little blow up had to let go of one of the four of them which i'm sorry um a triceratops has three horns and they chose that as their mascot that's three so now they have three guys at the top it all makes sense to me did they really pick a triceratops yeah because they're the try guys right but it's different i know (laughs) okay that wasn't smart well whatever they you know it's you know it's or it it was a self-fulfilling prophecy that also might have been it. I didn't actually think Ned would be the first to go. I thought he would hold on for dear life for a really long time until mm-hmm. he and his wife started to become influencers. But apparently the influencer schedule has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did not think that he would be the first to go. So, Or the one that was going to be fired, to be honest. I did think one of them was going to get fired, but I didn't think it was going to be Ned. Uh, yeah, this is unimportant talk with Claire Rice <laughs> instead of a hot and bothered. <laughs> uh, Neil, Neil, please tell yes. me what has got you hot and bothered. Um, so I, um, have been needing a lot of calming things in my life right now. Uh, something that I have discovered is or i mean like i've it's a youtube channel that i've been subscribed to for a while but i'm like getting caught up and i'm just like this is exactly what i need it's called solo travel japan and it is this guy who i'm fairly certain is japanese um traveling around japan on buses trains overnight ferries different modes of transportation and then I'm getting into it where he would st- he started like going to a city to see the sights and would sort of like show you around. Um it's very relaxing, very sweet, very wholesome. He's never on camera and he never talks. He just puts up little like 
text to read as he's walking around. Um, he really loves to eat, so there's a lot of like, here's all the different food on this ferry or in this village or whatever. Um, and then he just seems like really sweet. Like he's really excited. He, like he's excited about traveling. It's gotten to the point where when he takes these overnight ferries, he, he jokes that he's become addicted to watching the sunrise. So he'll wake up early to see the sunrise and then go back to bed and then get up and like, this is what I have for breakfast. And um, it's just really fun. And then there's like no music or anything. So the only audio is... At the very beginning, it'll like type across the screen what time it is and where he is. And so it'll like make little typing sounds. But other than that, it's literally just like the sound of wind, water, oh. boat engines, people talking in the distance, overhead announcements kind of in the distance, you know, vending machines working. <laughs> it's like kind of ASMR ASMR esque. Um, but it's really fun. Solo Travel Japan. It's on the YouTubes. Nobody's paying me to say this. I've just been really enjoying it. <laughs> After this, I will watch some Solo Travel Japan. Yeah, they're really fun. I'll send you a couple of good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Excellent. Okay. Wow. Shall we get into these books? Let's talk about some books. Let's talk about some books. Let's talk about books, baby. Let's talk about reading. Captured by Dragons, Paranormal Mating Reverse Harem Romance by Lily Wilder. What they want more than anything is a mate, and now their hunt is on to find one. Nobody ever really loved me. A socially awkward girl that nobody really thought much of. That all changed when I was rescued by a tribe of dragon shifters that lived up in the mountains. I suppose it was my fault for being kidnapped in the first place. Wandering alone at night, destined to be sold into slavery or worse. Now I'm being courted, wooed, and loved by three of the most gorgeous, powerful dragons I've ever seen. But they want something from me that I'm not sure I'm willing to give them. 18 plus only, standalone reverse harem romance with an H-E-A. I mean, it sounds like she's willing to give it to them in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Neil? Yes. Is that what that book was about? Um, yeah, for the most part. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's give it talk to me. about it. Give it to me. So our girl, Alice, mm-hmm. um, lives on the outskirts of some village and just just can't get along like nobody seems to like her and we don't know why over the course of the book we figure it out because she's like in her head she's like i'm so much smarter than everyone in my village (laughs) she says that right away i see through their bullshit they say (laughs) they want to say this but i know they really mean this i'm just so much smarter nobody can keep up with me i'm just you know and like so i listen i don't know lily wilder but (laughs) I would be willing to bet that Lily Wilder is from a small town and she feels that she's smarter than everyone in her little town. (laughs) Just putting that out there. Okay. So Alice um, gets kidnapped by werewolves? Shifter wolves. Shifter wolf shifters. Um, And she's going to be taken out of the territory where she lives and sold off to be a slave to 
it seemed like other humans, but like far north. I think it's important that we say that this is not now times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they took her cell phone. Her <laughs> Apple Watch was dead. No, this I mean, is very much like high fantasy medieval. Yeah, this yeah. is... I, a lot of the language is actually really modern. Like, there's this one point she walks into the cave. She's like, hey, guys. Hey, <laughs> guys. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> there's a part, two where she, like, comments on how the dragons use an antiquated term for something. And it's just like, well, that's because, girl, you think it's 2018 or whatever, even though you're, like, a weaver or something. <sighs> So she gets rescued by two dragons, a gold one and a red one. And it's very important to know that the gold dragon is bigger than the red dragon. Um, And then she finds out that the red dragon is smaller than the gold dragon. Uh And then they go and rescue her. And the gold dragon, which is the bigger dragon, but Uh the red dragon is the smaller dragon, they take her back to their cave in the mountains. The book tells us that gold dragons are bigger than red dragons like 30 times. Wait, 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 Neil. I'm a little confused. Are gold dragons bigger than red dragons? Gold dragons are are bigger than red dragons. Okay, okay. Also, we find out later that white dragons look like snakes, except they have tails, or they have wings and, or, yeah, wings and legs. So, not like snakes at all. <laughs> They're like Falcor. They look like Falcor. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was imagining. Yeah, because it, it said that he had, like, dog features, but then later said he looked like a snake, except that he had wings and, and like, four legs. I'm like, so, what are you talking about? Also, yeah, so I'm just, I'd like to read um, uh, just a sentence to give all of you an idea of what this book is like. It sent a shiver down my spine that had nothing to do with the cold because I wasn't cold, held as close on the red dragon's wing as I was. Girl. Girl. Um, I would also like to read a sentence that Please I particularly do. enjoyed. Oh, no, this was just guys. I just highlighted guys anytime she said it. <laughs> guys? <laughs> you guys? Also, here's another sentence that may I maybe you can explain this to me, Claire. Though there was no sunlight, the moon shone in silver hues. Wait. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean... Does it mean that this planet has no sun? And so it's weird that the moon reflects any light at all? Right, but surely they wouldn't know that. <laughs> right. Like, they wouldn't have known there was... <laughs> like, they, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because it was nighttime when this happened. So the sentence I have was, Guys, Alice's voice was like a siren call to all three of us. Guys? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She walked into the room. Guys. <laughs> um, also, despite the fact that she was warm and wasn't shivering, her breath misted too. Her breath misted because she was warm. That's right, how yeah, that works. Okay. I'm yeah, going to, I'm going to stop <laughs> picking apart her syntax. <laughs> Neil Kazan, a rant about syntax um tell us what happened so she gets kidnapped by because overall i didn't hate this book (laughs) parts of it were fucking wild 
but parts of it were okay okay so she gets kidnapped by the wolves she and a little girl they get kidnapped by the wolves and they're going to be sold into slavery and then the gold dragon which is bigger and the red dragon which is smaller come down chase the wolves away and then uh, I think the gold dragon is like, take this little girl home. And he does. And then the red dragon takes her up into the mountain where the dragons live. And the thing is that the the this particular village is at the foot of this mountain. And the the people know that there are dragons. And they like hang out they just live their lives and they know that the dragons kind of like look after them because it's part of their territory so they have this kind of like symbiotic relationship i don't remember there being a thing where they have to like you know give so many pounds of mutton every year to the dragons or something like that i don't no, think that I think happened so, i think there was a line that said something like a you know every once in a while a um a brave forester or hunter or somebody would go up and like deliver food or something it's like oh, okay. thank you but oh, okay. like i kept thinking it was like why does he have to be brave if the dragons are so nice right also we find out that the dragons can shift so they can like go into town whenever they want yeah so <laughs> whatever no big deal it's nbd okay so Alice gets taken to the cave, the the, the lair of, of this dragon that is shared with two other dragons. So we have, I said Mishael, it might be like Michael, because it's M-I-S-H-A-E-L. So it's Michael, but with an S instead of a C. Yeah. How did you I, say I it in your Michelle head? Michelle in my head. Like, mm. I honestly just said Michelle. Like, okay. Michelle. Like, sort of like a Russian sort of feel. Like, Michelle. Michelle. I, or, don't, I don't know if that's a thing, but it's just Michelle. Michelle, uh, M-I-C-H-E-L, I think, is the um, French version of Michael. Hmm. The masculine version. And then it, when you add the L-E, Michelle. They sound exactly the same, uh, is the feminine version. So, I don't know. I'm going to call him Michel, just because it sounds fun to me. All right. Michel. Michel. Um, so, Michel and Galen are two gold dragons that have been friends since they were born, because their moms were besties. And then Reese is the red dragon who's younger and, like, just, like, they became close, so he just, like, moved in. Um... So they live in a cave together. <laughs> <laughs> they live in a cave together and they each have like their own horde that's kind of connected, but they each have their little dips where they sleep and they're, they're besties and roomies. It's, it's cute. I'm like, sure, whatever. So they, uh, Reese brings Allison and then, uh, he turns into a person. He turns into a man. And, uh, of course he's very, very sexy. And then Michelle is the other gold, is the gold dragon who's bigger than the red dragon. And he turns into a man and he's also very sexy. Something that I found really weird was that their eyes changed color when they transformed. I don't know why I found it weird. I think it's just because this, like trope that we have in so much of western like literature and mythology that your eyes are like who you are so i just found it kind of odd that they changed color like if they were a dragon it would be copper and then if they were a person it'd be green i don't know yeah i guess i yeah i can see i didn't really have a problem with it i kind of felt like 
I've read some shifter things where as the beast within becomes more alive, that's when the eyes change. But mm. usually you see that kind of thing or that kind of trope when you meet the human first. Yeah. And then you find out there's some sort of other beast in addition and their yeah. eyes change. I feel like that happens a lot in werewolves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't have a problem with it. It just struck me as weird, and I just thought that was interesting that that struck me as weird. I was like, oh, like, that's not something that I expected. Why didn't I expect that? And just, that was yeah, I musings also prefer, from my brain. I also prefer the trope the other way, where it's like, you see them, and they're like, oh, what is this thing with them? And they've got these... I mean, this will come up in the next book, but I didn't mind this one part, violet eyes. And then you find out that, you know, it's violet dragon, like, you know, that kind of shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. So yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. also prefer it the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, so then they're hanging out and then um, they take her into this other cave. Oh, also dragons are naked all the time, even when they're in person form. They're just naked, 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 yeah. naked, because they don't have the same idea of modesty as people do. And then also they don't have to worry about feeling extreme temperatures like humans do. So the, despite the fact that they live on top of a mountain, they can be naked and they don't even worry about it. (laughs) Whereas Alice is like, it's really cold. Like I need to figure something out here. (laughs) Anyway, they take her into a cave where the hot springs are. That sounded amazing. It sounded great. And they just sort of like, here you are. We left clothing for you. Enjoy yourself. This huge, like, saline uh, hot tub that Mm -hmm. she can just, like, swim around in. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I I would give anything. That sounds lovely. (laughs) (laughs) A hot salt pool. uh, It sounded amazing. (laughs) It sounded wonderful. And then um, I'm assuming there was some kind of light source. And then, like, the, you know, the ripples of the water reflecting on the cave roof and oh it sounded lovely and then she's hanging out there and then some naked lady walks in and alice is like oh uh i can leave and the naked lady's like no it's fine 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 so that's when we meet lyra who is reese's sister and then she and alice become friends so lily wilder good job on giving your main lady a friend oh <laughs> that was- yeah like no, and, and right away and Lyra was super co- cool and also not withholding of information like anytime mm-hmm. anytime my girl was like hey I got a question for you she's like oh I also have questions for you about humans so <laughs> let's just let's, let's just, trade let's gab let's talk all about it <laughs> so that was really sweet and and Lyra was a really sweet character she was a little no, I was going to say she was a little one-sided, but that's not true because she has something very tragic happen to her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she was great. I loved her. She said, also, it made a point to say that she was curvy and, like, I don't know. It said it, maybe I'm reading into it, maybe I'm projecting it sounded kind of like, oh, she was beautiful almost despite her curves. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of got that feeling too, but I also like liked her so much and again she had depth. So mm-hmm. so I I was kind of willing to forgive it to a degree. Um yeah, I think the other thing that is important to say is that uh Alice has no intention of going back to the village. Like after she's brought up there, the guys are like, "Oh, should we have asked her if she wanted to go home?" <laughs> and they ask her later, she's like, oh, pff, I got nothing back there." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so much smarter than everyone and like I see through their bullshit and 
and it said so many times of like, oh, I just didn't fit in, but it never gave examples really other than she was smarter than everyone and she like saw through, I don't know, it was like, and then like later when they go into town and nobody recognizes her, she's like, well, of course they don't recognize me because nobody cared about me. And then she interacts with a couple people and they're all perfectly nice. <laughs> so I don't know what was going on. I don't know what Alice's deal was. Oh, she also just moved there. I feel like she, like, and she picked up a cottage on the edge of the town, so she wasn't even, Mm -hmm. like, in town all that often. Yeah. And the first time we meet her, she's actually coming from a tavern where she's been drinking with people she says are her friends. Now, doesn't she work there? Maybe she works there. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Okay. So then... Uh, I think this is when we find out about uh, true mates. So, for dragons, you can fall in love with someone and have some kids, and maybe that lasts, maybe it doesn't. It's fine. Absolutely no judgment on either part. Sure. Um, but then there's the idea of true mates, which is like soulmates essentially. And they actually like, Lavra's like, I don't know how to explain this. And then she, she sort of like explains it. And I'm going to read that passage because it's actually really nice. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, and then Alice is like, oh, soulmates. And Lavra's like, yes, 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 exactly. And so it's this idea that like r- two soulmates might be very different ages when they meet and then one of them dies and the other person just has to like be okay with that because eventually the true mate will just like be reborn and show up again and dragons are essentially immortal ish or like they live they live for a very long time so like waiting 150 years 200 years isn't that big of a deal for some, for the the true mate to then mature enough to to be in a in a relationship so, um, Lyra is in um, a relationship with the clan elder who's significantly older than her. Like, he's so old he can't even turn into a human anymore. Um, so, there are scenes where, like, because in dragon form they speak dragon to each other, and then they also kind of speak it when they're in human, but they can't speak human language while in dragon form. So, there, there are scenes where, like, the, the elder's name is Frost. Um, where, like, Lyra has to sort of interpret for him while he's talking to Alice in ways that are really interesting. But then but then it's like, oh, when Lyra uh, translates for Frost, she takes on his, his uh, accent and cadence. I'm like, how would Alice know that? There's no way Alice would know that. She doesn't speak dragon. Oh, I, I know that Frost is French, even though he only speaks dragon, but it's a very accented French dragon. I... I don't know, I don't bitch. Know. Maybe he's got a thick Scottish brogue. <laughs> Frost. Okay. So this you is Lyra to the cave. <laughs> so this is Lyra explaining true mates to Alice. Whatever he is made of, and whatever I am made of, it was created at the same time in the world. Even though I'm younger, our fires are intertwined. Um. But if he's so much older, I couldn't help but say, he will find me again, Lyra replied with a wave of her hand. Fire doesn't die, it merely becomes smoke, and then the smoke joins the clouds, and the clouds become rain, and rain waters the earth, and from the earth grows plants. Animals eat the plants, and dragons devour the animals, and so it goes. Her smile was a little sad, but her eyes shone. 
and then when I die, the cycle will continue. I'm like, that's really sweet. I mean, you know, it's it's reincarnation. It, it's nothing especially new, but it's just really nice for, like, I love the phrase, like, whatever he's made of and whatever I am made of were made at the same time. Yeah. Like, it was really sweet. It was really lovely. No, I loved it, too. Like, I think I... <laughs> Lyra had a bunch of moments like that where it was... It was explaining the things that she knew in a way that was, you know, I want to say more more romantic, but more spiritual. Mm -hmm. And in a way that, like, I honestly feel like a lot of the paranormal shifter, like, books tend not to get. Like, they get very clinical. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we want to be very medical about this whole thing. Everything's science. And Mm -hmm. no, no, no. This is, and even if it's magic, it's like a a magic that feels like it has a a cold level of science to it. But, so what I liked Lyra, because all of these things can be true and they can still feel magic, but they can also feel spiritual and Mm -hmm. they can feel part of an entire world. And I thought... Mm -hmm. That was a beautiful ad. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we also find out that, like, true mates can be, be, can be between any number of dragons at one time. Um, and that in dragon society, essentially, um, a male or males will approach a female and be like, I'm interested, we're interested. And it's entirely up to the female whether or not a relationship comes of that. And then we see scenes where, like... The female's kind of in charge. And again, because they're like dragons, they say male and female as nouns instead of adjectives, which listeners, you know, Claire and I love. Um, It was uh, was in this very specific book. I was able to give it a little bit more space. Because it was also not all the time. It wasn't overused. Yeah, it was it was only every now and again. Um, So and then we... uh, see where the the female's kind of in charge of things um and i appreciate when we get to our sexy times that alice gets a little dom and the the boys are just like yes right away immediately mm-hmm. and it was it was fun it was fun it wasn't um like it wasn't anything uh i mean like you i mean it is three men and a woman so yeah there's kink involved but it's not like the kind of dom sub dom sub stuff that we saw like with um oh shit the guy's friend where he was the carpenter and she had the brewery and the friend who had the play barn oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it didn't get no, that there far humiliation involved. right <laughs> or like res- there there weren't props or tools or anything it was just like her being like this is what yeah, i want no, no, we didn't immediately go to sex yeah <laughs> It was her being like, this is what I want. This is what you're going to do. And the boys being like, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, uh, no, I, I liked I liked their sexy times. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it was strangely vanilla for, and I don't like using the term vanilla so much, but sometimes it felt a little bit vanilla for uh, three la- three guys and the lady. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I feel like we could do more here. <laughs> Yeah, I have, I have, I have thoughts. Do we want to get into it now, or do we want to save it for after plot stuff? Um, let's do the plot. Okay. Um. So then, this is a perfect segue. So then, um, we're at page one hundred and fourteen, and there hasn't been any conflict yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! They rescue her in the first, I don't know, ten pages. 
and then there's yeah. um, no that, conflict like, for a hundred pages. And this this is not a long book. This is like a two hundred and thirty page book. Yeah, all of that first stuff is like in the first two pages. Uh, like all of this stuff in the synopsis is yeah. in the first two pages, and it's resolved. Yeah. So then I'm just like, okay, so what are we going to... So then we finally get to conflict, which is Galen is uh, self-conscious about his human form because he got into a fight with the wolves because the dragons and the wolves are mortal enemies. He got into a fight, and when he's in dragon form... Um, so he has these scars when he's in dragon form, they're hidden, but when he's in human form, you can see the scars. So he's very much like, I'm not worthy of her love, et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff, which like, eh, it's not my favorite character or trope, but I'm like, thank God something is happening. 114 <laughs> pages in, thank God. And I'm glad at least it has something to do with the romance instead of just like some rant. Anyway. So then he, like, takes it upon himself that he needs to kill all the wolves to prove to Lyra that he's good enough. Even, Even though, though nobody else was, thinks that. Everybody no, else is like, you're amazing. You're great. Yeah, you're wonderful. Everybody thinks she thinks he's great. And not only that, like, Alice is just in he's She's like, hey, why don't you show me your human form? Because I'm ugly. And she's like, I bet I won't find you ugly. And he's like, I have to fly away now. <laughs> um, also, part of being true mates is there's telepathy. So they, like... Um, can can talk to each other. Also, sorry. Oh, God. Okay. Having read as much fantasy as I have, I've come across a lot of telepathy in in my readings. Great. It's very important. Writers, listen. It's very important that when people are talking in their head, that you need to show that with single quotes, italics, parentheses and absolutely anything oh my internal God. dialogue was in paragraphs with narrative and there was nothing indicating that it was internal dialogue until after the statement had been made it was so confusing it, it was, was so, so confusing. confusing sometimes they would talk to each other in the paragraph it would be like here's a line of narrative and then here's a line of dialogue and then here's a line of dialogue in return and then here's a line of narrative that sounds like it could be and also like a bunch of the book is uh, from perspective so oh my god it, it was the, like i don't know what like i didn't realize when they had started talking to each other i had to go back a couple of pages and figure mm, out what was happening yeah yeah so just like that was that was rough um also this book is always from the first person perspective but it jumps around to everyone we spend time in yeah. everyone's head which i kind of like like we're in frost's head for one chapter when he's talking to the boys and be like oh these young bucks don't realize they're in love i really <laughs> like that chapter i really yeah. like that chapter yeah. i think being in frost's head was great also because of the sad things but like yeah. Like, it was great because he had funny things to say. I didn't feel like I was treated as, like, an idiot as a reader. Uh -uh. A lot of times in these books, there's this, like, real fine line between not telling you anything at all about what this, what the nature of what's happening is, and telling you too much. Mm -hmm. And that chapter was just a really lovely, here's a world-building chapter that is told in a way that is nice. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, yeah. Okay. 
So 114, page 114, conflict finally starts to happen, and Galen takes it into takes it upon himself to kill all the wolves, so that he can prove he's worthy of Alice. And so he goes to the. Okay, so they live on a mountain, right? And then there's a pass called the pass that goes through the mountain that connects where the village is to the wider world and just on the other side of the pass is where the wolves are so they've been like using the pass to go in and capture people from the village so he goes in uh, and he gets attacked again and then you know it's sad he he has to get rescued the physics of like what was going on when like there's a part where he he's like in the pass and apparently it's too narrow for them to fly and the wolves attack and then at the and then like he is able to fly and then Mishael comes even though the pass is like hours away but he just like rescues him just I don't it, listen I don't know I don't know but here's what's important they then decide that they have to block the pass to keep the wolves out forever how they get to this point i don't know why now i don't know because they're like oh this thing happened and then michelle's like okay we'll go keep an eye on it i'm gonna fuck this lady now bye so i'm like oh so it's not so it's not urgent okay great um (laughs) so then they they get a bunch of dragons together and like They're like, okay, so first we have to go through the pass to make sure we're not going to trap anyone inside. (laughs) And then we, and then we tear down bits of the mountain to block the pass. And then if there are any wolves on this side of the pass, they're trapped and we can find them and kill them. I'm like, sure, this, I guess this makes sense. And then they achieve it and Alice helps. She goes into town and gets a horse and then she like rides through the pass on the horse to make sure it's clear. Like, I don't understand why she needed to be there, but I did appreciate that she's like, no, of course I'm helping. And then they're able to tear down, some wolves show up, there's a fight, they tear down the mountain. Like it was pretty well done. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. Ooh, the stakes feel real, especially because we know that Galen got hurt so much and sure, sure, sure. And then they block off the pass, but I'm like, but now these people are stuck in this town. <laughs> like she's up against she, a mountain. <laughs> she she comes from somewhere else and she says that she used the pass to get to this village. And then there's this part that's like it had been there longer than the dragons had and now it was closed. I'm like so these people are trapped. You fucked out tr- you fucked up trade routes. Like you have made very big decisions for these people without talking to them about it at all. But that was not a concern because the wolves. It was weird. It was weird. And when it got to that part, I thought, is this going to be an M. Night Shyamalan moment later? Like, are we going to like get to the epilogue and it's like hundreds of years later and pe- and people with their machines are getting through what, what used to be a mountain pass and they find this village of, of people that living in the past with dragons. You know, like, <laughs> yeah it was it was bananas to me i'm just like you're you're like trapping people here essentially okay it's fine whatever it's fine um i think that's oh and then at the very end she's pregnant of course oh yeah Um, oh and then it's not until she's pregnant that she's like wait how does any of this work i'm like 
Okay, okay, girl. Sure, fine. Um, but then the three of them end up together. Galen becomes comfortable being a person around her. Or not being a person, being in human form around her. Yeah, it turns um, out he's a hot guy with scars. With scars that, whatever. Because he, he was the he was the biggest in human form and the broadest and the broodiest. Yeah, um, of course. So of course, he has scars. Uh, whatever. They 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 follow them, and then afterwards, there's a whole chapter about her decorating a deer skull for them, and it was crazy. Okay, um, should we talk about sex? Yeah, talk about the sex. Okay. Um, things. Oh, also, I think this is one of the very few books that we've had where uh, a woman's talked about her period. Yes. Because she was like, hey, just so you're aware, because I know you guys will freak out if you see me bleeding for several days in a row. That's normal. That's the thing that we <laughs> mammals do. So just like, don't freak out about it. And then there's a scene that's really sweet. She's like, oh, God, you know, like she was having cramps and stuff. And they're like, what can we do? And of course, they're just like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know anything. And she's like, I don't know, like heat helps. So they like heat up rocks and they just like keep her cozy and stuff. And it was sweet. It was fun. It was, there was one moment I felt was kind of gross and a little awkward, but Tell fine me. too. Like, I mean, it's all part of the thing. So one of the dragons, they go and get food for her. And they just go hunt for some deer mm-hmm. and they bring it back and he cooks it in his mouth because he's a dragon and that's where I, he's fire. <laughs> I, I thought it was stupid and I loved it. I know. <laughs> they I, like spear the meat on his teeth and then he just sort of like gargles fire to, to cook it while another dragon is like taking it out when it's done. And so I was like, that's really dumb and I love it. And, but they even mentioned, they're like, I mean, it does not cook evenly. <laughs> I mean, you know, we got to wait for it to stop burning for her to eat the part that's more cooked. And then we'll eat the raw part because this is not an even cook. (laughs) An old oven mouth over here. Okay, I let's mean, talk about I also did love it because every dragon story I've ever loved has a dragon like blowing fire on a turkey so that it like cooks or something. Uh, yeah. You know? Like I I think it's fine and great. It was also just funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I hope it was meant to be. <laughs> oh god, I hope so too cuz if it was meant to be serious. Oh girl, Ooh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Uh, we don't have the rights. Um, <laughs> so, things I enjoyed. Um, it was all of them together mm-hmm. at the same time. This author was good at keeping track of people. Yeah. Like, I, I knew where people... I mean, like, you know... For, for the, the most part. The we acts were fairly... Sh- yeah, the acts were fairly short. Also, like, it didn't take up a lot of... Yeah. But, I mean, like, that fucking alien book where there was a threesome and that writer couldn't keep track of three people. This one had four. And she did a pretty good job of it. No, and for sure, especially since for the first sex act, there was just the three of them. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, that was a thing, too. Many- it was... Our almost immediately yeah almost immediately i was like what about galen and it was only afterwards she's like oh we probably should have asked galen about this i'm like uh-huh um other things i enjoyed um we it talked about the sort of like the the messiness after in a way that 
you know, like some people really enjoy that. She's like, ooh, I'm all like sticky and like in fun ways. And like, mm-hmm. we don't get that a lot. We like, yeah. In a lot of the books that we read, there there's like no body fluids or it's just like, and then he came and then he wiped up kind of thing. But she like yeah. reveled in, especially when she was getting three loads in her at once. She was like, this is great. <laughs> and just like the feeling of that. And, and you know, like th- that's something we don't see often. So I enjoyed that that was there. Um, and then the, the guys like kind of do stuff to each other a little bit. Like um, there's one point where like, she, one of them was fucking her and she was like making out with the other one and he the one that she was making out with was obviously just like ah. um so then the the third one like held his hand out so he could like rub his boner against his hand to like get some friction going uh and then there's one part where they thought galen died and he walked in and i think it was reese came in and like kissed him and it was like a passionate like almost romantic kiss um so these are things I enjoyed. I wish that, you know, the boys yeah, had done more I, to each other. Also, yeah, okay. I kind of felt like the, pl- the, the writer was, uh, the writer was playing around with the idea, but also just introducing it for like anybody who may not be initiated into that or feel uncomfortable mm, with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or didn't want that in their sex. Like, yeah, you know, this is a good middle ground book. For mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also agree though. Like, I would have been perfectly happy if they were already three guys who had sex with each other and now they found their soulmate and they were all mm-hmm. soulmates with each other. Like that mm-hmm. I would have also been fine with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, I like that. Or that they found each other through her would also mm-hmm. be interesting is mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. I think, but yeah, you know, it played or, with that without really going for it. Yeah. Or even them, and like this kind of happened, them realizing that their relationship was more than plutonic because of knowing her, but then also using that as an opportunity to like explore sexuality. Also, I'm sorry, there was no DP and I'm real sad about it. Yeah, I that was what I was talking about when I was like, it was all yeah, like vanilla. It's like strangely... Like- and again, we vanilla is not derogatory. No, nope. there's no judgment. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. But like, three guys and one lady, you expect a little more. Like, there's one, there's there's one point where she's like being spit roasted, which yay. But like, I don't know. I'm like, listen, if I have three guys and enough <laughs> orifices, just like, let's see what what we can make happen. Let's just go for it yeah but uh no not so much and i i was also disappointed by that yeah i mean i also would have enjoyed an, a moment where she was up on someone's shoulders and they were eating her out in the front and someone <gasps> else was eating her out in the back like mm-hmm. you know did she get did she get eaten out in the hot springs um not in the hot springs that I, I mean, she did get eaten out, but I don't remember if it was in the hot springs. I th- uh, they was fooling around in the hot springs. I feel like I may be making this up or maybe just wishful thinking that, that she was like taken out of the water and set on the edge so that the guy in the water ate her out. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't remember. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it had. That sounds like it happened. They Just because they talked about the ledge, it would be a shame to then not use it for sex stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's 
That's all. Did you have anything else to add, Claire? No, I mean, I enjoyed the book. I thought... Um, as soon as things started happening at page 114. I know. Like, it was awkwardly, like, sometimes narratively dense in ways that were unnecessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes, like, like I, it never really felt like I was set in a fantasy time period. I don't mm-hmm. need these and those or, you know, thous, I mean. Like, I don't need, you know, something like that. I don't need heightened language, but... Most people use them incorrectly anyway. I also anyway. didn't feel like it had any place at all, you know? Yeah. Um, also, uh, I feel like this is true of both of our books, that the writer felt like the romance had to be in a certain place for the plot stuff to, like have the weight that it needed or the stakes that it needed. So we had to spend a lot of time developing the romance before we even got to plot stuff. Yeah. I think that happened in both of these books and we'll talk more about the other one when we get to it. But yeah, it's just like all this romance stuff that also could have been like, if she had thrown in a couple more attacks from wolves or like signs that the wolves were like, trying to overtake the mountain or something so like so that they were dealing with that while the relationship was forming and forming and then like the 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 plot is the barrier to the relationship not the barrier just to the happily ever after yeah agreed agreed yeah i mean really like this whole book could have happened without the wolves at all Yes. Uh, like, we could have <laughs> yeah. just had like Mikhail or somebody else or Galen leave to go do a dragon thing and come back wounded. And the yeah. exact same stuff happened. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. And then I wish, I don't know, maybe if they'd attack the village or something. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I, I wish she had some uh, more attention to the village. Like, or, or you know, like, I. I don't need her to be a human that needs no humans. Like, yeah. Again, I think there's a little self-insertion happening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was captured by the dragon's paranormal mating reverse harem romance by Lily Wilder. <laughs> Clutch. Forbidden Desires, book one by Piper Scott and Virginia Kelly. Bookish, snarky, and fiercely independent, Nate Boudreaux leads a solitary life. Between teaching classes at the university and working toward his PhD, he doesn't need a partner to occupy his time, and he certainly doesn't need a man like Alistair Drake complicating his future. Alistair Drake, black sheep of the tremendously wealthy Drake family, is more interested in adding another notch to his bedpost than another zero to his bank account. When a grinder message brings him to Nate's doorstep, then straight to his bed, he has no reason to believe that what they share will be more than a simple hookup until, three months later, a tug on his soul informs him otherwise. For the Drake family has a secret, one that will force Nate and Alistair together as much as it will demand that they be torn apart, one that Alistair and his brothers have carried all their lives, and one that Alistair and Nate's future children will carry too. Bound to each other by three precious impossibilities, Nate and Alistair have no choice. No matter the consequence, they must fight for their forbidden clutch. Clutch is a 64,000 word steamy Omegaverse Mpreg-ish romance that will leave you in stitches. It contains a grinder hookup gone very wrong, or very right. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Uh, giant magical lizards, a pig named Olive, a wank throne, and an HEA right down to the white picket fence. Claire. Yes. 
That's what it says this book is about. Tell me, Claire. Yes. What is this book about? Okay, so there's this group of capitalists who are actually lizards. (laughs) (laughs) It's lizard people. (laughs) The world is run by lizard people. And they're here for our omegas. Bish, lock your doors, hydro omegas, the lizard people are coming. Bish. Oh my god, that was the, thank you, thank you, Claire, that was the best way to start that off. Oh, and it's also just so very true. So oh my god. Alistair shows up to Nate's um, Nate's apartment um, on a grinder hookup, like obviously just like coming for the sex. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nate is a sassy bitch. bitch. Nate is a bitch. <laughs> Immediately, the first words out of his mouth are, "Are you gonna Are you gonna come in and fuck me, or are you just gonna stand there?" <laughs> And, like, okay, that's fine. Sure, whatever. But then, like, Alistair goes to kiss him. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Alistair's like, aren't we here to have sex? And it's like, yeah, just sex. No kissing. That's not part of the deal. Get over here. Do this now. Fuck me right now. I'm like, calm down. Like, he is hostile to everyone all the time through this whole book. Oh, God. And, like, and he it is, is a, awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Please, I have a fun fact when we get to the condom. Okay, okay, the condom. Okay, oh my god. Gonna, okay, so this is an MPreg book. So this includes, if if you were there for our last MPreg book, this includes a particular part of the anatomy that is only available in MPreg books called the knot. Mm-hmm. Neil, do you want to take us through what the knot is again? Yes. So, <laughs> like a dog penis, um, the, there's a, a knot where the, the base of the penis flares out and then back so that when intercourse happens, the knot engorges, essentially, I'm, I'm showing with my hands while I'm doing this too, essentially trapping the penis inside to further promote fertility. And I will say, in this book, we found that after uh, orgasm happens, there's like a time period that has to happen before the knot, like... I don't want to say deflates, but like unengorges so that the alpha can remove his penis. So there's a point where they're kind of stuck, like literally stuck together, like their bodies are stuck together. And I was like, you know what? I really find this an interesting trope in terms of like hookup culture. (laughs) They're like, you go for a hookup, but you know that you're going to be like physically stuck to this person for a little while. So like... You better enjoy talking to them, I guess. Or, like, thinking about the terrible small talk while you're stuck inside of someone. Or, like, when a dude's knotted dick is stuck inside your ass and you're like, yeah, I'm... Um, have a field day with this. Like, I mean, the amount of, like, talk... Don't you hate it? <laughs> 
when a guy's <laughs> not as stuck in you, and you gotta like talk to him about his mom. <laughs> And he says that he's a Republican. What are you gonna do? Like, I, I think it's kind of like I th- that hadn't come up. Like, I had not seen that before. I'm sure it happens other places. I had not seen that before. So, I was like, oh, that's a fun little twist of hookup culture of just sort of like, oh, we're stuck together. Like, literal forced proximity and just sort of like dealing with that. Um, and then, sorry, I have to I have to take over right now, real fast. Do it, sorry. Do it. Oh my god. So. As uh, Alistair ejaculates, he's like, well, I'm a dragon, and my cum is a lot and hot. It's a lotter and hotter than human cum, and I'm really glad that I'm wearing a condom right now, because I don't want to have to explain that to anyone. So then he ejaculates, and Nate looks at him in the eye and says... Did you piss in the condom? Oh my god! And he's I like, was... "What?" And it was like, "It's f- very full and very warm." Did you piss in the condom? <laughs> I read that part over and over again, and I was like, "What? How is that possibly his first did you, thought?" Did you piss did in you the piss? condom? What? Did you piss in the condom? <laughs> Also, fun fact. So we later, Alistair says, at least because like he pulls it, he pulls out eventually, and he's like, "Oh well, at least I, my cum didn't melt through this condom." And I looked it up. Uh, condoms should not be uh, can their structural integrity uh, degrades starting at 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my God! Which means that his semen is at boiling point inside of somebody's body. Oh my God! I don't uh. think the authors thought to look that up. No, definitely not. No. Oh God. Anyway, oh, did you piss in the condom? Can I we have merch? Flinched when you said that. Ugh. Can we have merch? It's like a mug that's like, did you piss in the condom? Oh, absolutely not. Under no circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the things. So things uh. that you, we need to know is that Nate is okay. also in heat right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so wants it soups bad because he's an omega <laughs> and again like we're in that territory so mm-hmm. nate wants to get fucked real bad uh he's had like alistair is an alpha this is all very exciting they're having sex um and then oh and also we should say like nate is on all the birth control and some suppressants so he shouldn't be able to get pregnant mm-hmm. and then in the middle of having sex and after Alistair has come, he's uh, ready to kind of go again, and they just do, and I was like, no, don't reuse condom, don't reuse condom! And here's the thing, Alistair's like, oh, let me go get the condom, and then Nate's like, don't you fucking dare, you gotta fuck me right now! So he does, because also, from Alistair's point of view, like, oh, like, dragons aren't as fertile as humans or as virile as humans so like the the he as far as he's concerned it's impossible for nate to get pregnant the first time they're having sex but then later after nate said don't you fucking dare blames alistair for not getting a new condom yeah. later in the book yeah because he's, he's a, a what bitch. a bitch a bitch he's a bitch um 
Speaking of later in the book, so yes. after their sex act is Thank over, you. a couple of months later, Nate is looking down at his belly and he's like, why am I so bloated? <laughs> why have I been feeling under the weather for two months and have done nothing about it? <laughs> and I am bloated and I don't like it. And then he starts um, brooding. <laughs> and by brooding i mean that what chickens do when they're ready to give birth to eggs <laughs> mm-hmm. and he just crouches down on the bed and he's like i don't know what's going on but i guess this is when his roommate walks and he's like what is going on with you and they just watches as his roommate gives birth to three purple eggs one mm-hmm. after the other and it- i'm like oh my god and I don't think it said how big they were, but I was imagining like Yeah. Yeah, I was also like imagining big eggs. Of like a like a volleyball with a half a cantaloupe on it. Larger than ostrich eggs. Yeah. Um and then uh there's a concern that Nate will bleed out because of his ruptured rectum. And this concern comes from Alistair, who from miles away has sensed the eggs mm-hmm. and has crashed through this apartment and is just yelling mine at the top of his lungs. Yeah. Which he will do for the rest of the book. Yeah. And I ref- and my brain refused to read that, no matter how much I tried in any other voice other than the seagulls from Pixar. Sorry. <laughs> mine, 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 every um, fucking time. Uh, and then Nate said, don't you fucking touch my eggs. Ah, my eggs. And that's all he says for the rest of the book. Yes. So here also, it begins. Sorry, I do have to point out really fast. Harry is a herpetologist. So he studies lizards. And he's like so fucking excited that his roommate laid eggs. Even though they don't know about dragons. People, as far as they're concerned, people should not be laying eggs. But Harry's like, this is fascinating. Tell me about the eggs. Yeah. Harry is in it. Harry also has a pet lizard named Steve. Oh, <laughs> I really liked Harry up until a thing that happens later. And then I'm like, shut the fuck up, Harry. Um, I hated Harry. That's fair. <laughs> um, he was the first I, nice person in this book. He was the only nice person in this book. I'm going to say like, well, Harry is nice. Harry's but, nice. Um, like, I don't know. He was just so one note. Like everything was all about like questions and lizards and all that and it was just like ah just let things happen well, but see um, like everyone book, was everyone was oh, one note <laughs> it's everybody like everybody was one note so it's interesting because at first with um nate and alistair like everything was about instinct because now that they're the eggs so everything is instinct and i'm like well this is fucking boring because one that's all they talk about and then two now they aren't making choices they're reacting to their to their instincts so it's not interesting character growth but then every then we don't see harry for a while and then he comes back and then everything out of his mouth is like oh i'm excited about eggs tell me about eggs more about eggs so it's like I feel like somebody told these writers, like, oh, your character needs to want one thing the most, and then they just need to talk about that. And so the the authors were like, okay, every single sentence they say, to the point that it's just like, like, say say the, the only thing I want in the world is to be a famous singer. Claire, give me a random statement. Just any old statement. Um, I'm a little bit confused about what's happening with uh, the student loan forgiveness program. 
Well, see, this, that's funny that you talk about student loan because when I become a singer, I'm going to be rich and famous and I'm not going to have to worry about it because I want to be a singer. Like, it's that, that kind of awkward, weird transitional dialogue of like, you're talking about A, but my favorite thing is Q and we are just jumping straight from A to Q. Yeah, <clears throat> every single time. And it was every, and no, and you're absolutely right. Like everything was about instinct. So, and everything was about like this base level animal instinct. Like you will have an instinct to, to covet your eggs. You'll have an instinct for this. So nobody chose anything. Mm -mm. And anytime they did choose anything, it was like a wacky fucking choice that made yeah. absolutely no sense. Uh, case in point. So... Um, because Alistair has an instinct to protect his young and his possible mate, he takes both Nathaniel and the three eggs back to his, you know, apartment in the sky. He has a huge fucking condo in the sky. And um, when I say in the sky, it's top of a skyscraper. Um, it's the top two floors with his own private elevator. Oh, and he is the poorest of the dragons. And He's this the poorest of the dragons. is talked about all the time. And at first you think like maybe Nate is going to teach him a little bit about the proletariat and how they and how they work. But no, we don't give a fuck. Like at some point, Nate's whole life just disappears and we give no shits about his university or the calling he had or any of that. Also, sorry to interrupt really fast. We have to talk about his mom really fast. Oh, do it. We never see her. She's referenced and it says casually because Nate growing up, it was just the two of them. They kind of moved around a lot. He didn't have a lot of friends growing up and it says ever so casually that he was able to piece together from like eavesdropping on his mom when she had friends over late at night and he was supposed to be in bed that he's fairly certain that shortly after he was born, his mother escaped from a cult. That's never mentioned ever again. And then at some point it's like, oh, she didn't have a lot of friends. Maybe it's because they didn't live in cities where people spoke fluent French. Where are you from? That's never explained. That never comes up ever again. Well, no, and I kept thinking it was like, oh, is this where we're going to find out that you were also born of a dragon? And so like, but you're a human child that was born of a dragon. So like, no, but nope, absolutely no. not that I was like, but that would make sense. <laughs> and it would make book sense also like, <laughs> it just it she escaped from a cult and it's never mentioned ever again no nope. ever again <laughs> i'm just like what like, is what is happening like, what is where like are we because like um like ev like jeffrey showed up joffrey the you know one of the brother mm -hmm, brother dragons mm -hmm. the, the lawyer among them mm -hmm. and he was like oh no i know your whole name um ignatius atene uh bordeaux like i know this and ignatius i was and that it has its own little problems and it was like and that right, never comes up never ever again. Up again that's never like, important oh, fuck you guys also uh i was telling my roommate this last night there's at the end of the they they end up talking to the dragon the council of dragons later and they're like oh i'm sure you'll be seeing the head of the council again because he's our father we never see him ever never again. see him again unimportant. never again <sighs> Like anytime they mentioned you will see this person again, I'm like, well, that's the end of that. Like, that's the end of that. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, Harry was kidnapped. We saw him for the rest of the book. The rest of the book. Rest of the book. Because um, <laughs> it's opposite day. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, anyway, so Alistair brings Nate back to his amazing apartment, says he's poor and is very sad about it. Um, and at which point, like, 
it's like Nathan's like, man, just uh, I could eat a whole pig. I'm so hungry. And so then Alistair goes out and gets him a whole pig and then has obviously never cooked one himself. So he's just standing. This was an amazing scene. It was really great. Way. He is standing naked in the kitchen so that he wouldn't get dirty, oiling down a live pig <laughs> <laughs> to prepare to butcher <laughs> and Alistair's bitchiness was oh no Nathan's bitchiness was correct in this moment where he's like what the fuck are you doing but also Nate came home from being at the university where he was bleeding out of his eyes because Alistair never told him oh by the way if you get far enough away from the eggs you will literally die yeah, your your insides will liquidate and start coming out of your orifices. Put a pin in that. We we need to talk about like the what do they call like the egg the egg mind the egg, like we need to we need to talk about that. I have oh, very the strong egg opinions. Crazies, yes. <laughs> and how it's like weirdly puritanical. It's horrific. It's we anyway need to continue this scene because it's so nutty. <laughs> so what happens is. So after Nate tells him, that's not how we do things. I don't want to eat a pig like that. And I'm in my head thinking, also, that's not how you cook a whole pig. <laughs> like, you don't need to put the oil on first. <laughs> but anyway, whatever. You put the knife on first. <laughs> so uh, Nate convinces Alistair, like, let's move away from this and do something else. And Alistair's like, this is a good time to show you my library. <laughs> So then takes him to the study, which is a library, and it's very much a Beauty and the Beast moment. And there these two men are standing in the middle of this amazing library. And Alistair is completely naked and covered in olive oil. And Nathan is bleeding out of his eyes. And they're just having a normal conversation for like 10 pages. <laughs> And then is that one of the seven times where they start to have sex and then one of the brothers just walks into the apartment because uh, they yes. don't need to worry about keys or whatever? Uh, that is the first time we meet Evard, <laughs> who is the doctor one. And he's also the one that kidnapped Harry because they were concerned that Harry now knew too much. Um, but and to be fair, Harry cannot keep his goddamn mouth shut. Cannot at all. Cannot yeah. at all. But what everybody needs to know is that after this, um, Nathan and Alistair adopt the pig as their pet and they call it Olive because mm. it was covered in olive oil. <laughs> and... Honestly, I'm here for it. And it was she great. shows up several times in the book and is sweet and funny. <laughs> There's a scene where the condo's on fire and they're like, what's going on? And then they go in. Um, Alistair goes in with a couple of the brothers and they hear noises and it's like, intruders. And then Olive comes out and he's like, Olive, I'm so glad you're okay. <laughs> he like, grows his dragon wings and scoops her up and like flies around. <laughs> I loved Olive. Olive was great. It was the funniest thing. And Olive had needs. She needed to get into the refrigerator she, to get the food. Except she ate some pork, which... Oh. I mean, you know. But anyway... So then... I don't know. Like, there's a lot of the... Like, I do not want to get into the a lot of the ins and outs of what it means to be a dragon. Other than it means being secretive and never telling anybody important information ever. Like, don't leave or you'll die. No, go yeah. to work. It's fine. Oh, sorry. Really fast. I have to... 
I have to mention one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Alistair's driver, Jessica. <laughs> and then the sentence that came after that was, Jessica, even the driver's name was classy. <laughs> and listen, Jessica's, I have nothing against you. Jessica's not a classy name. Jessica's a very common name. <laughs> I knew like four or five Jessicas growing up. <laughs> Look, I was just I was just excited that there was a woman in an impreg book. <laughs> we had two, but one of them was also a bitch. Not Jessica. Jessica was very nice. But Jessica the was great. the woman that um Nate shared the office with. Oh yeah. Like, oh, and then the other woman came in and was like, Oh, you have a message. It's like, why the fuck are you bothering me? And then the other woman's like, Why the fuck are you so mean to her, Nate? And they're both like, Fuck you, fuck you. And then Nate started <laughs> bleeding from the eyes. <laughs> Yeah, that's. Don't worry though. Harry told everybody that he had Ebola. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why he was bleeding from the eyes. No worries. And then Harry goes, I mean, that's curable, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. God. Um, No. Next, the next dragon we meet is Sebastian and his mate Perry, who Perry looks like has a child. Laid, who looks like a child and has, uh, but is over like a thousand years old or something, mm-hmm. um, and has previously a year ago <laughs> brooded eight eggs and they're all now hatching. So we get to see the eggs hatch. Harry also gets to see the eggs hatch um, and becomes their nanny. <sighs> This is okay. Um, I because hated- Harry does a fucked up thing that I was upset that I was emotionally attached to. <laughs> I like I I always cannot stand this type of character. And then I was like, Harry, my man, you were my favorite and now you're not. Um so they're like, Okay, Harry and Nate, you don't know what's going on. Don't do anything. Don't touch anything and they're like okay great and they go in and the eggs are hatching and one of them it's just like a little bit hatched and then nothing else is happening and they're like no we can't inter- intervene at all the dragon has to hatch itself like that's our tradition that's how we do things blah 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 and they're like okay and then they're talking about a thing and then they hear a noise harry took out a knife and cut open an egg and then of course the dragon imprinted on him so it's like oh you're my dad Fucking Harry, what? Yeah. What you doing? Yeah. Harry, what are you doing? Out of a book that uh, included um, multiple times one of our main characters almost bleeding to death. And mm-hmm. One of those, fr- and then immediately having sex with somebody. Um, oh, my, oh my God. Healed yes. By, healed by um, a fingering and a jack off. Yes. Yes. It said <laughs> like, that he had to heal him by. <laughs> Putting his finger in his irritated entrance. I'm like, ruptured, decimated, torn. These are more accurate words because you were concerned he was going to bleed out. It's it, we're, we're beyond irritated, his asshole. It's not lightly red. It's not red and slightly inflamed. It is ruptured. No. But here's what we got to do. Stick a finger in there and jerk him off. That's, that's how that's- magic works. That's how magic works. And oh, in this book where these ridiculous things had happened, where I was on the edge of throwing it across the room 
because I was angry at Harry for breaking open a dragon baby egg. <laughs> and then it turned out to be the right thing to do because the dragon was perfectly fine, except it was missing its egg teeth. Yeah, and um, and because the dragons have been around for so long and the Dragon Council has been ruling them in really absurd ways, they have a lot of old school absurd rules that should no longer apply. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those also come up in this next part of the book yes. because they rule that this was an unsanctioned brooding, un- unsanctioned clutch, and the eggs can stay with them, but it was a close call. They almost took those eggs away. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Um, and these and are Alistair and Nate's eggs. These are Alistair and Nate's eggs. Um, and then later, those dragons who were ruled against, who wanted the eggs taken away, decide that they're going to attack. And there's a dragon fight. And it wasn't even because of... And this I enjoyed. It wasn't because of like, oh, you know, like morally this is wrong. It's like, oh, we hate this family, so we're gonna do shit against them to make our yeah. ourselves more powerful. I was like, yeah, sure. Infighting in the council. I love it. When there's a council and there's infighting and there's scheming. Yeah, great. Love it. Oh, that's super fun. I could have done way more with that. More yeah, of that. Yeah, please. again, like and all of this part happens in the last like twenty five percent of the book. Yep. Whereas it could have been happening like, okay, okay, okay. Imagine that Nate, like Alistair's done his best to make a go of it. And Nate's a bitch. So Nate's like, no, I'm, I need to get out of here. I am done with this. And then they get attacked and they're trapped in the vault together. And then they're like, oh, well, maybe. And then Alistair, despite being so small and so poor, is able to rescue Nate. And it's like, oh, well, maybe. But no, that's not what happened. No, that would have been great. Um, I do want to talk about dragon hordes just a little bit because mm-hmm. Alistair shows Nate his dragon horde. And it's like, just imagine you've gone into, I don't know, like, you know, a, a room full of gold and the most beautiful paintings. And it's just, it's a lovely room in a museum, you know, mm-hmm. like a lovely museum sized room. And, uh, Nate is appropriately in awe and thinks this is fucking amazing and oh my god how could you call yourself poor ever and then he goes into Sebastian's horde and it is like in um in like one of those treasure movies where the lights start and they just keep going down and down and down and there's more and more gold (laughs) and he's Mm -hmm. like oh I, I see why they call uh, Alistair Poor, I get it. I get and it. And I'm like, ugh, this book. <laughs> also, there's a point, and this is, again, Neil being hung up on stupid things, that seeing Nate in his horde made Alistair realize that Nate is his most precious possession. I mean, like, let's do that what you will. But then he was like, as he's looking at his gold, he's like, all these immaterial things just weren't important anymore. And I'm like, no, those are, by de- definition, material things. What do you, what do you, t- the, I mean, you can say that they were now immaterial in his esteem, but it's like, oh, these immaterial things that he thought were so important. I'm like, uh, what are you doing? Nope, that is that. Is what do you do? Way. That's not how that. Mm. And also, immediately, his next thought is, "I'd better get a bigger horde." <laughs> yeah, because apparently they have to. We're never given a number, but apparently you have to. Like, you have to have 
so much money per egg to be allowed to like raise your kids yeah I've, it's draconian uh-huh. Uh-huh. These rules, they're uh-huh. draconian uh-huh. <laughs> what do you think of the sex in this book neil um i mean it was fine other than that time where Alistair was like, I should get another condom. And then Nate screamed at him about it. And then it knocked him up. Um, yeah, I mean... I honestly can't even remember. Oh, and then fingering his ruptured anus. That wasn't great. So maybe I didn't like the sex in this book. I mean, it, it was also pretty standard issue. Mm-hmm. Pump and call it good. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. There wasn't more to it. There was, like, it didn't... Yeah, there was no making out. There was no oral. There was a lot of fast, like, I need you now. I need you now. Up against yeah. the wall. Pound, pound. I mean, there was, like, one scene where it was, like, every couple of... Every couple of paragraphs, there was the word slap. <laughs> I kept trying to oh. think, why? What, what is slapping? Oh. I reread it so many times going, I guess that's the sound of stuff. Yeah, but you're skin. stuck there. You can't get a lot of leverage because you're yeah. nuts in there. I don't know what was being slapped. I could I, not tell. I, it felt awkward to me. I mean, and for the most part, that's all it was. Like there wasn't, you know, I, I there, you know, I, I think there was a blowjob at one point. I don't. But <laughs> I mean, there may have been. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I mean, what there, was it was to borrow uh, a phrase from gay hookup culture. Despite the fact that these two were were mated or whatever bonded uh every sex act was essentially a pump and dump yeah yeah that is what it felt like and i'll say like um unlike the other book which did have a sense of like spiritual spirituality or something like this book just it felt so clinical like all of the dragon stuff felt even when it literally was magic where they described it as being magic it's just so clinical yeah and then again just like they weren't making choices they were acting under instinct all the time always so it wasn't even and and like neither of them wanted any okay so neither of them wanted to have a partner or eggs children but then which is standard you know like i don't need love and then they fall in love but it's a journey whereas here it was like oh one bad decision you're knocked up i see the eggs and now this is the only thing i ever want so it like fundamentally changes who they are as characters without any sort of growth because it's just instant no and like any decision they do make like alistair wants to retain his oh no i keep saying alistair nate wants to retain his job so he you know he's like i'm just gonna go and he's he doesn't get the choice to keep doing his job because Mm -mm. he's punished for it Mm -hmm. by bleeding out of his eye holes (laughs) so like by crying blood well and the whole and then right after that like alistair kept saying i'll do anything for you i was like just get the man a laptop (laughs) (laughs) but then he can't but he'd have to give up his job anyway he can't sure he could finish his phd um but he couldn't he'd have to give up his real warm on the bottom you just yeah. put that right on top of the eggs put it on the eggs he'd still have to give up his job also really fast there was this there was one part that did make me laugh that harry was like oh maybe you should do this with the eggs and then it's like since when are you a doctor and harry's like 
in, since June, we had a party and everything. Yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> I was like, not that kind of doctor. Oh, wait, no, it was in herpetology. So yeah, maybe I'll listen to you now. Yeah, no, I, I really like, that was a great, and it was one of the one scenes that I really did like Harry, because I was like, that. you know what, that actually is perfect. <laughs> That's why are you a doctor? You were at the party. You were, you were, you were there. Oh. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot more to talk to. Like, there's not a lot of story. Okay, we, we have to we have to talk about the egg crazies. Oh yes, go talk about the egg crazies. Okay, so apparently dragons do not reproduce with each other. They need a human omega to knock up, or or maybe a lady. I don't know. We only have two ladies. One of them talks about having a... Oh, oh, and then he mentions the f- a lady friend who, like, kept having miscarriages. Or something. Like, this book got really dark in places. Anyway. It did. Um, so, here's the thing. If a dragon and an omega mate and have eggs, the eggs need to be taken away from the omega before he bonds to them because if he bonds to the eggs he gets so for lack of a better word crazy that he can't even take care of them anymore like his mind degrades and he can't even take care of the eggs anymore but then if he has bonded to the eggs and you take away the eggs he will die just like his body will stop working. Like he'll cry out of his eyes. Things will rupture. He will die. The only way around this is if the Omega and the dragon are bonded, have a mate bond. And the only way that you can tell if that's true is if the Omega gets a bond mark on their body that just, or the blood, uh, there's a blood test. Yeah. But the, the, the bond mark just appears one day. And then that means that they're that they're bonded. So, like, to to do a one for one comparison in people, basically this mythos is saying, oh hey, um, we'll say man and woman because that's what this is all based on. Um, if you get pregnant and have a kid but aren't in love and don't get married. You're an unfit mother and that child should be taken away from you because you're just going to go crazy. And if you two get married, it better be for real, real, or you're still going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, it is bonkers to me. It is so strangely puritanical in a book where a guy got a 104 degree cum shot up his ass. Like, yeah, no, wh- I mean, like, wh- like why? Why are, any of this? Like, all of the, the, the Omegas are like broodmares. They're assigned to mm-hmm. their dragon partners, and they're like assigned, like, they're assigned to be these broodmares from birth. And, and then... And More often than not, the, egg, the eggs are just taken away from them. Yeah, and they but, go crazy like, and immediately, die. so that they don't go egg crazy. Yeah, like, or, or because they will go egg crazy, and it's just better that they do it without the eggs nearby. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. Like, why? Also, it took a it took most of the book to like parse out all the rules because it seemed to be very contradictory. But basically, it's saying the only way 
that a dragon and an omega can have babies and not have the omega die from craziness or rupturing is if it's true love. Mm-hmm. Fucking what? Yeah. It pisses me off. It's so like, why? Why any of that? I, I mean, like, sure, the stakes of like being near the eggs, not being near the eggs, what it will mean if Nate isn't the true mate or whatever. Like, I guess, but also like take a step back and like see what the implications of that are. Namely, if it's not true love, you're not a fit parent and your child should be taken away from you. Like, why? Why that? Why yeah. does that exist in this? Like, we, you have dragons. You have men who are getting pregnant in their buttholes. You can have anything in the world happen that you want. <laughs> but no, we have to enforce these really strange and draconian puritanical ideas of what a family looks like and who is and is not deserving of sex and children. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross. It's weird. It's bonkers. And I would, my, my theory is that Mpreg was when it first was becoming a subgenre was written by conservative women with conservative upbringings and so they like imparted conservative morals on it, and those became the tropes of the subgenre that fans just accept without necessarily analyzing. And so they just persist. That's yeah. my theory. I think that's a good theory. I would also have to say, like, my theory is that like it was it's really young people who wrote these like teenagers mm. at the beginning. Like these were and these were definitely teenagers who were in closed highly religious societies who really needed like a way out Mm -hmm. and like were curious about sexuality and about the people around them and like but so much of their ideas of romance and family and whatever is like locked in Mm. like so like there's things that they find that are attractive to them and things that they do love but then there there's this like other urge to like also break out but so they have there's like these this weird way that that it's found to break out of those gosh i would love to interview like people who like i i would love like if if there's people out there who do love these mpreg books i really want to know like let's talk about it like if there's somebody Mm -hmm. who knows where it started i want somebody to do a research paper on where this all got started it started as supernatural fanfic. I mean, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. How do we get these two boys to have a baby together? Mm-hmm. I'm super attracted to these two men, and I want them to kiss, and I want them to have a baby. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't need to talk about that. Anyway, um, so yeah, this book was um, absolute insanity. Also, sorry, really fast. There's another scene that I have to bring up. It's so dumb, but it made me so angry. So Nate and Alistair are talking, and I think it's like just before, just after sex or something. And it's like, wait a second, why do you have nipples? You're you're a dragon. Why do you have nipples? And Alistair's like, well, why do you have nipples? And it's like, well, I'm a mammal. So, and then they just like move on, and I'm like. <laughs> No, there's a, there's a scientific explanation about why people who are assigned male at birth have nipples. 
there's a there's a reason for it. It's been explained, but these authors didn't feel like Googling that, I guess. No, absolutely not. I'm just not. like, do the, just do the work. Do the work. That's the thing. It just, ugh. Know exactly how hot the cum needs to be to melt through a condom <laughs> and decide whether or not that should be inside of a person. Oh, my God. No, I clenched again. No, I clenched again. I know. Know where nipples come from. Just, like, do the work. Ugh. Well, so frustrating. But that was that book. That was um, that was Forbidden Desires, book one, Clutch, Clutch by Piper Scott and Virginia Kelly. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? Let's play fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Kill. Ready? Let's play fuck Mary. Yeah. Fuck Mary. Kill. Fuck Mary. Kill. Mary. Kill. Kill. Fuck Mary. Kill. Fuck Mary. Kill. Are you ready? Fuck Mary. Kill. Mm-hmm. Hey Neil. Yields. Are you ready to play? I am. <gasps> Let's play. Let's play fuck some fuck Mary Uh you go first. Okay. Um Okay. Um Hmm. Okay, Claire. Yeesh. Fuck Mary Kill. Lyra, who is Alice's bestie. Everard, who was the doctor brother, who was very, very, you know, uh, God, what's that word? And I'm going to sound like an idiot. Someone who's really witty. Anyway, he had the, he had the zingers in, uh, God, let's start that word. (laughs) You know, when people say really clever things, what's that called? Like smart. (laughs) I forget what words are now while I talk about people who are good with words. Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> so fuck Mary Kill, Lyra the Bestie, Everard the the witty. Is pithy pithy's a word, right? I know yeah, it's a word. Is, pithy is a word. I know the pithy is a word. Does it mean what I think it means? Um yeah, I mean if you have pithy statements, there it's if anytime I've heard it it feels like it's a funny statement that was well timed, but it was also like out of the mood. Like Oh, you're yeah. trying to be funny when it's not appropriate. Oh, that's every, that's him every moment of every day. <laughs> so yes. Okay. Or, okay. Sorry. Just uh, fuck me. Kill Lyra Everard or Harry. Lyra Everard or Harry. Okay. Hmm. And this was me liking Harry more than you. So I thought it'd be well, more of a challenge. I'm going to kill Everard. Oh, okay. Because Everard had lots of pet names for the, for, people he felt less were lesser than and it's supposed to be adorable but i found it utterly uncharming okay it was just like very diminutive names Mm -hmm. like it was baby animals yeah like and it was a different one every time and he did it specifically because nate hated it like and he kept like but he did it to harry too and i got the feeling because like this is supposed to be adorable and cute and some i don't like it I like nicknames in a character when I feel like both of them have earned a relationship. Mm-hmm. I hate it when it's just at the top, unless it's specifically to piss the other one off. Uh huh. Because they're still in the hate part of the hate to love. Well, to be fair, Nate's a bitch, and so I would also love to push his buttons. <laughs> I mean, I guess I get that, but ugh, I just I felt like Everard was a character I was supposed, to, and he was supposed to have be full of information, but I don't know. He's just such a 
dick. I didn't. I did not enjoy him it to so, so much. So I'll kill him, and I will Fair. fuck Harry because okay. Ooh, um, yeah, Harry did have his points, and at least yeah. he seemed smart. But it was explained that his room is covered with posters of like iguanas and stuff. It's okay. We're only fucking. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and you can do it in the vault. I mean, we'll pump and dump, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to marry Lyra because yeah. Lyra sounds amazing. Because even if you aren't true true mates, or true, what do they call it? True mates. It's not a big deal. You'll still enjoy your time together. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I'm going to, oh... I was going to fuck Everard, but then he might boil my insides with his semen. He might, yeah. <laughs> he turned me into a sous vide. <laughs> sous vide sex. Sous vide sex. Um, uh, I'm also going to marry Lyra. She's great. She's wonderful. The only thing... Well, okay. I was going to say the only thing is I wouldn't want to be isolated up on that mountain, but she had a lot of fun going into the village. So we'd go down into the village together and yeah. just like... <laughs> be like sorry we collapsed the only way out of this valley and you all are stuck here and are probably going to die soon but i'd like to buy some gold please or buy some <laughs> iron because i have gold anyway so i'm going to marry lyra i think i'm going to fuck everard i liked him because i hated nate so much <laughs> okay yeah um and he also like he was condescending but also like not when it was really important. Um, and also he gave information that Alistair never gave Nate. Like Alistair should have told Nate that he shouldn't leave the apartment or his eyes would bleed. I mean, just should have sat him down and said, we're going to talk very quietly and very evenly about all of the things that are happening now. About what you accidentally signed up for. Cause you didn't want a new condom. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm going to think I'm going to fuck Everard cause he sounded hot. And I think that like, I don't know. I'd enjoy seeing his penthouse and then being like, okay, bye. Um, and then I don't want to kill Harry, but that's how the game works. That's so the game. That's I'm going to, I'm going to kill Harry, which makes me sad, but don't cut open somebody else's eggs. Like don't do that. That's as if he was like, Oh, your child is born. I'm just going to perform the bris real fast. Oh my God. It was, I could not believe how emotionally upset I was when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good job to the writers, I guess, like building yeah. that up and like yeah, making yeah. it just so insane. I'm mm. so upset. Yeah. I'll never forgive him. <laughs> well, Neil. Yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Lizards. Mm-hmm. Or dragons. Mm. And in this one, it's like the dragons, like, you know, that we've, you know, I don't want them to be shapeshifters. They're not turning into dudes. Sorry. They're just dragons. They are dragons. Game of Thrones type dragons. The uh. dragons we've seen in myth and, you know, the dragons. Okay. I don't like any of this, Claire. <laughs> I guess I'm going to marry a dragon because they're the only ones that talk <laughs> um and then i i'm gonna cheat i'm gonna kill dinosaurs and lizards because i don't want to have sex with either of them claire <laughs> that's not okay <laughs> oh 
man. Um, okay. Well, I guess I'm going to marry dinosaurs because I think dinosaurs are awesome. <laughs> but I have such little hands. Such little hands. Because I have a big head and small arms. Um, I love dinosaurs. I love the fact that they roamed the earth. I think that's fucking magical. I love that they're birds now. I love that they're just <laughs> dinosaurs flying through the air all day. They're just birds. <laughs> fucking love it. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna marry dinosaurs. I'm gonna fuck dragons because uh, dragons are dinosaurs. It's just with wings. And we get to like, and who you can know, give all, consent? All these great myths about them are so great. Um, I'm gonna kill lizards. If honestly, like anybody who's ever had a pet lizard, like they're they're cute in on screens. I don't actually need to be near any of them. I have not. I do not enjoy a lizard. I think they're cool from afar. Steve, <laughs> Steve, the the iguana in this book was pretty fun. Oh, I love how much Steve did not give a shit about what was happening. He didn't him. give a shit about shit. And then and all he, the little baby dragons were like, hi, hi. And he's like, leave me alone. I'm too old for this. I also like that he wore a t-shirt that had dinosaurs on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not like, but anyway, that's my choice. Okay. And out of, out of all of the characters, Claire, who are you going to fuck? Who are you going to marry? And who are you going to kill? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, you know what? I am going to fuck the triumvirate that is Michael, Galen, and Reese. Like, mm-hmm. that sounds like fun. At mm-hmm. least, you know, for a night. Um, they're up for anything and they're, they like to be told what to do. That sounds great. Um, but I'm going to marry uh, Frost and Lyra. Like, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. they're just delightful and lovely. Um, and I'm going to kill Nathan, Nate, Iggy, Ignatius. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he was just the most annoying. <laughs> he was the most annoying. So I am also going to fuck Michelle Reese Galen. Michibra Galen? Garamish. Gold, gold, red. Gold, gold, red. <laughs> gold, gold, red. Um, they too big, one small. <laughs> too big, one small. Um, <laughs> and then I'm just right. Um, <laughs> gross. Uh, yeah, they sound like fun. They're into it. They're they're gonna do what I want them to. And you know, sometimes that's what you're in the mood for. Um, I think I'm gonna marry Everard. I know you hated him, but like. I, that's an attractive man who makes witty comments and calls people on their bullshit. Like my, my pants are already around my ankles. Like there's nothing I can do. I'm married. It's fine. Um, and then I'm also going to kill Nate cause he was the worst. Also a thing that he and Alice both did that I hated is they didn't ask any important questions. So it like 80% into the book, something about like, Oh yeah, the the egg bond will start to um deti- like disappear after they're born usually by the time they're able to like eat solid foods and like fend for themselves. And then he was like, "Oh, what do baby dragons dragons even eat?" This is after he has laid the eggs and like several months after that. Yep. And he just has no idea. And it was like he never thought to ask. And the same with Alice of like, "How do 
how do um how does having a dragon baby work she never thought to ask i'm like okay listen writers there are perfectly legitimate reasons why humans would not know how dragon birth or rearing works they could just not know that and they could just ask or on a in a scene that we don't have to see they do some research and now it's like oh well after they uh f- are able to fend for themselves oh thanks to that very helpful book that alistair had gotten for nate he knew that baby dragons ate this much and uh, like would eat this until they you know blah 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 it bothers me so much and it is a lot more common than you would think that characters are in these weird situations giving birth to all kinds of weird things and they don't even (laughs) ask about it i'm reminded of our dude from the alien don't even ask our dude from the alien book who's like there's a whole handbook i'm not gonna fucking read it i'll just figure it out as i go like (laughs) what why like there are there are authors there are other ways for people to not have information other than they just didn't give a fuck because if they don't (laughs) if they don't give a fuck about it why do i give a fuck about it yeah anyway that's why i'm killing nate interesting way to not know something right okay uh claire the books Uh, i'm gonna kill both of these books i don't know like um i mean I found one more, like, I found Captured by Dragons slightly more appealing, but it just, it, it's, it wasn't in my wheelhouse. It wasn't what I liked. Like, I found a lot of it very boring. Um, mm-hmm. There was, there was stuff about it that I, that I enjoyed, but on the whole, like, it was kind of a trudge to read through this, even though it was so very short. Um, <laughs> and Clutch Oh, what a crazy ride and maybe i want to give it points for being a crazy ride but it's not my thing bonkers I, I mean i feel like clutch could have done so much better just by making alistair more likable nate? and i don't have to have uh, nate jesus why do i keep doing that i like if if we could have just had Nate be more likable and he doesn't mm-hmm. have to not be bitchy. Like I'm perfectly fine with a bitchy person, but like that can't just be the only mode. There mm-hmm. has to be a reason Harry likes him. There has to be a reason that our dude ends up falling in love with him more than more than instinct. More than instinct. More At than least in captured in dragons. Like I felt like there was instinct that drew them into each other. But they always had choices. They always mm-hmm. were like, but you don't have to do this. Like, I mean, yeah. uh, it'll break my heart, but I guess that's what happens. Like, yeah, it was point out. It was put out there from the very beginning that like, if Alice doesn't want this to be, she also didn't have to pick all of them. She yeah. could pick any number of them or none of them. So like, and it was her choice the entire book. And like, she, you know, she didn't have this grand declaration. She just like defaulted to all of them. I don't want to say defaulted, but she like, without a conscious choice chose all of them which i guess is fine but it was a choice she had a choice the whole time yeah um which and is... even galen was like choosing to act against it because he didn't feel like he was worthy of it so he was like making choices based on his feelings about the instinct yeah mm. it was just a clutch had interesting plot moments and interesting things that happened in it and cute animals Uh, adorable animals but like uh, like it was just a very frustrating read Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I'm also going to kill Clutch. Just like everything else aside, I could f mostly forgive other than Nate. But this whole thing of like, it has to be a true bonding or the Omega's going to go egg crazy. Also, also, how is that even a thing from an evolutionary standpoint? That somebody isn't able to take care of their own young? How does that even make sense? How does no. that even make sense? I mean, in most, uh, in like most of the time when any like any group of scientists have decided that like any particular type of like animal is a bad parent, they've found that that either the parenting style is just different, the evolutionary needs are different, or any other number of reasons, like. Somebody had said that <laughs> that they thought flamingos were bad parents, like that they stomped on the eggs. So flamingos had evolved to like sort of ignore the eggs and like leave them alone. When the truth is in zoos where the habitats are kept warm the whole time, the flamingos didn't need to sit on the eggs. It was warm enough, like just in the ambient air. So they didn't need to do that. But, like, in some zoos where it was cold, they did. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there's different experiences of these flamingos who were all good parents. <laughs> they just didn't need to do something. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. And just, like, because also we're not even talking about animals. We're talking about people. And just the fact that someone would design a world where, like, Oh, we have to take your kid away from you almost immediately because otherwise you'll just lose your fucking mind and endanger the eggs because you're so bad at being a parent. By it was, I found it very distasteful. Like uh, it, it was, it was upsetting. It was upsetting and like, ugh. Anyway, so I'm gonna kill the book. Um, and then I'm actually gonna fuck captured by the dragons. Um, parts of it were boring, but it was kind of like ASMR, but like <laughs> dragons splashing around in hot tubs and having sex on piles of gold. I mean, these were the sweetest dragons ever. They were, yeah, it, again, they were just sweet honey people. It was not well written. There were some weird, weird syntax choices in there. Um, and the formatting just i think i think it's just because comparatively like because i was so mad at clutch that's like i can't possibly kill captured by the dragons because i don't hate it this much um so maybe i'll just uh, i don't know yeah I'll, I'll fuck it and yeah that's that sounds that. good yeah I don't need to justify myself what am i doing it's my game not it's it's our game i can do whatever i want Okay. Speaking of games. Yes. Are we ready for our favorite, favorite game? Favorite, favorite game. Christine. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So this is one where the continuation of the title gives the entire thing away. The parenthetical. Yes. So okay, okay. I am only doing the words at the top. And okay. they do not give anything away. So this is going to be hard. Great. So this is going to be words, is what you're it's saying. It's words? The okay. theme is words. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the first one is Stung by K.A. American. And the second one is Tainted Blood by Ella B. Andrews. 
I mean, the first one is stun, S-T-U-N. Stung. S-T-U-N-G. Stung. Stung by a bee. Okay. Like beekeepers? Um, Uh, No, that is not the theme. That'd be a good theme. I oh, I'd read the fuck out of that book. Just talking about all your honey and your chamomile plants and oh yeah, all your gear and that smoke thing that seems super relaxing. Makes me want to be a bee. Smoke angry bees away from you. There, I don't even think they're. They need to be angry. Like when they're just moving them, they have that like just like, hey man, this isn't a good place for the hive to be. Let's just go somewhere else. They're like, yeah. Let's yeah, go, man. man. Yeah, because that's how <laughs> bees are. Chill, famously. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, stung and tainted blood. Uh-huh. But those have nothing to do with anything. I mean, they do. But very surreptitiously. Yes. I mean, tainted blood, a, a little bit closer. I'm glancing at Claire Asconce. As- <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and that was a very glib statement. <laughs> um she's uh can i go again gosh. yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Is, is it hospitals no uh, hospitals is it circus we haven't done circus yet have we no we haven't done circus yet is no. it circus it is not circus Fuck. um stung tainted blood is it body piercers no like body Um, art i'll give a hint i mean we're coming up into when we're recording this it is september 30th (sighs) so this will be released in october so this has a very sort of horror halloween feel spoopy something spoopy (gasps) is it vampires no okay because we've done vampires yeah is it is it um serial killers no damn it that would be a good one and i did think about it but no yeah um is it stung tainted blood i will give you do you want another clue and like a very obvious clue no no okay no can you give us a medium obvious clue? (laughs) (laughs) there's a very specific type of apocalypse is it a zombie apocalypse it is a zombie apocalypse oh my god so so are the characters zombies or are they people during a zombie apocalypse? They are people during a zombie apocalypse. <gasps> oh, oh my gosh. My so it is Tainted Blood, a zombie apocalypse romance novel, parentheses, Forsaken Hope, book one by Ella B. Andrews, mm-hmm. and Stung, Zombie Gentleman, an MM romance by K.A. American. Zombie gentlemen. Zombie gentlemen. Yeah, so in this case, they might be zombies, but I don't really know. But I I, I think they're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Okay. Ah! I hope they are zombies. So we it's can get love some in the Tina... time of zombies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we can get some Tina Belcher shit going on here. People being <laughs> in love with zombies. Oh my God. Okay. That's exciting. I'm not a big zombie person. Mm. Um, but. I, I bet I'll enjoy these books or they'll be um, fucking terrible. Who knows? I do want to show you the cover of 
uh-huh. one of these. And I know that this is a podcast, which means it's a visual medium. Yes. Um, I'll paint a word picture. Yes. Paint a word picture. <laughs> okay. Of stung. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So it is a close-up of a person's mouth and chin, and their skin is all white, like clown white, and they're licking their upper lip sensuously while honey just, like, drips out of their mouth. And then there's also, like, honeycomb patterns around the corners. So I think bees are going to be involved. Yeah, I do think bees are going to be involved. Um, Which is great. Yeah, I mean... Oh I'm my god, spring. oh my... Sorry, sorry, really fast. I scrolled down. K.A. Merican is the pen name for Cat and Agnes Merican, a team of writers who are taken for sisters with surprising regularity. Yeah. Oh, are they... Hold on. I mean, it's also, like, obviously those are also pen names because it's K. American, if you read it, if you read that all together, it's K. American. Uh-huh. We are neither so. sisters nor a couple, but they have the same last name. So are they cousins? No. American is not a last name. It's A. American. American. No, but... Oh. It's a joke. But it says Cat and not, Agnes American. It's not their real names. Cat oh. and Agnes are also not their names. <laughs> oh. That's disappointing. <laughs> I thought it... Um, whatever. It's almost certainly like some kind of their first names might be Kate and Agnes in real life, but American is probably some uh what's that word the um we're doing great with words today. I know, really. <laughs> <laughs> the word jumble, when you make a word j- uh, jumble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, not a cross stick. Um, uh, I know. Uh, not lacrosse. Not, um, um, oh my God, we're going to oh, use $25,000 pyramid, um, Neil. Epigram? No. Um, a- a- anagram. 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 We won. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, we need to we need to move on with our lives because we're just going to sit here in silence trying to think of words. Um, thank you, Claire. I wonder if they're mother and daughter. Anyway, it <laughs> <laughs> was a weird thing I just said. Um, uh, thank you, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Christine. Thank you. Thank you, authors. Thank you so much, authors. Uh, obviously, we could not do this without you, um, and we pay you, uh, for your books, so we feel like, of course, you get the last laugh. Yeah. And thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Thank you so much, listeners. You're some of our favorite people, even Why if are you are our- dragons in disguise. Why are they some of our pa- favorite people? Is there a way for them to show wow. us how much they love us? Yes, Claire. It's the easiest thing in the world. They can talk about us on social media. They can talk about us to their friends or they can go to patreon.com slash fmklitpod and become one of our Patreon patrons. We have all kinds of great stuff over there. We have extended episodes. We have bonus episodes. It's it's a whole 
I was going to think of a word and then it escaped me. Smorgasbord? Uh, it's a veritable cornucopia of additional content nice. that you can put right into your bloody ear holes. Man, uh, Fridays are rough. <laughs> also, on our Patreon, even if you can't afford to give us any of your hard-earned money... You can read posts on Patreon. There are some po- posts on our Patreon for free. Yeah. Yeah. So you can visit for extra content there, too. Yeah, but give us money. But see if you can. If you, if you can. If you can. Yeah. Or find the poorest dragon you know and yes. convince them that we're a good investment. <laughs> There's a lizard man out there for all of us. <laughs> Well, (laughs) because we've been sticking the dismount so far, I guess all we have left to say is if you can do so safely. And consensually. And in the middle of a vault sitting in your wank chair. (laughs) Surrounded by as many dragons as possible. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, and a hot spring. Ooh, and a hot spring with an oven mouth. Oh, where do we cook the meat? Oh, Steve's over there with his mouth open. Just give it to Steve. I should have picked a different name. Um, Nick, Nick over there. He he's 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 the oven today. He's on oven duty. Uh, all right, we got it. Okay, okay, okay. Just do all those things and keep fucking.